You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Joyce Vincent was a beautiful young woman with a promising future. But in December of 2003, she passed away while watching TV in her home. Her friends and family wouldn't find out that she'd passed away until nearly three years later in January of 2006. Her body was found still in front of the television, and they found that the television was still running. So this case is super weird, and honestly it makes me a bit angry, but we'll get to all that in a moment. So Joyce Vincent lived in London and was doing fairly well for herself. She had a troubled childhood that saw her mother lose her life during a botched operation when Joyce was just 11 years old. To make matters worse, her father wasn't really around, causing her siblings to essentially finish raising her. Her relationship was so bad with her father that beginning in 2001, she claimed that he had just died. It seemed like she wanted no contact with him whatsoever, and it was a whole lot easier to just tell people that he had passed away rather than explaining why he was never really around. As it would turn out, her father was alive and well and wouldn't lose his life until years later in 2004. So Joyce was able to hold down several well-paying jobs and worked as a secretary throughout the 1980s and was a financial broker in the 90s and the early 2000s. But starting in 2001, life began to take a pretty dark turn for Joyce. So in 2001, she resigned from her job, though she never really explained why she did this. It was later found out that she was in an abusive relationship and had worked alongside a local domestic abuse shelter to find a new home that was far away from her alleged abuser. Around this same time, she began working as a cleaner for a budget hotel and cut all ties with her family completely. She never explained who had actually abused her, whether it was her father or whether it was someone else. Ultimately, that doesn't really matter, but it definitely makes you wonder why she would have cut ties with her entire family rather than just, you know, the few individuals that may have been involved in this abuse. But again, ultimately, all this is completely irrelevant. Life continued to spiral out of control for Joyce when she began to vomit blood and had severe stomach aches and stomach pains in November of 2003. She was ultimately diagnosed with a stomach ulcer, and her stress and abuse certainly didn't help that, though they probably didn't cause it, but, you know, it had to have made things worse for her. She was treated for the ulcer and was eventually just sent home. So fast forward a few weeks to December of 2003. Joyce is home alone watching television. We know that the volume was turned up pretty loudly, likely because the complex that she lived in was known to be pretty noisy. For reasons unknown though, Joyce simply passed away while watching TV one evening. Doctors and examiners have said that she probably could have suffered from an asthma attack, but others believe that it could have also been the result of her peptic ulcer worsening or bursting or, you know, anything in that category of, of things that can happen with an ulcer. There's honestly no way to know for sure because her body remained completely undetected for three years. So her utilities and part of her rent payment had been being made by 
nearby local nonprofit organization that helped battered women and men to get back on their feet after being involved in abusive relationships, the same people we mentioned just a moment ago. Because of this, her landlord never really questioned why she never left her home, and the utility companies were completely disconnected from the situation entirely. Because of this, when her body was finally found in January of 2006, the television and heat were still on even as her skeletal remains just laid out on the living room floor. Even though Joyce was receiving financial assistance, a small portion of her rent payment was still her responsibility. So because of this, when her rent debt totaled over $2,400, which is really cheap, mind you, but that's beside the point, but the landlord began repossession of her home. A team showed up and forced their way into the home where they found Joyce's remains laying on the ground in front of the television. But this is where things start to get kind of weird and honestly where I get a little bit upset about this situation. When police investigated the crime, they mentioned that she was surrounded by wrapped Christmas presents that had never been delivered. This means, and this basically proves, that she had to have had friends or at least good acquaintances that would have noticed if she just stopped coming around. To top this off, she's known to have had a boyfriend at the time as well. How could no one have noticed that she just disappeared? And why did her boyfriend, or literally anyone around her, not come looking for her? Supposedly, she still spoke to her sisters every now and then as well, and when her sisters became concerned, they hired a private investigator. But it seems like neither the sisters or this investigator did their job because the investigator couldn't make any progress in the case and the sisters just dropped it. None of this adds up because those that were at the scene that day said that they found that the television was so loud it could be heard from outside of her unit. So these people had to have logically assumed that she was inside, yet they didn't do anything. They didn't even so much as call police for a welfare check. Detectives also found out that several of her family members had written letters to her, but these letters just went unanswered. I mean, this just baffles me how a family could just write off someone like this. If they'd even bothered visiting her house, they should have known that something was wrong when she refused to answer the door for three years. Instead, her family just claims that they decided she didn't want to be spoken with and just wanted to be left alone. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I definitely understand that Joyce had gone through some seriously difficult times that led up to her losing her life and she'd cut ties with a large portion of her family, but none of this adds up. How can you just leave your sister, your girlfriend, your daughter completely alone for three years without noticing that something is wrong here? I don't know, maybe I'm way out of line here, and if so, I definitely apologize, but something just doesn't make sense here, and it borders on willful ignorance. It upsets me so much because I just can't imagine the pain that Joyce must have been in, both physically and emotionally, in the minutes and hours leading up to her death, and to know that she was left there like that for three years just sickens me. I just hope that she was at least able to find some sort of peace in the afterlife and that she's no longer in pain now. But. That's going to be the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did like this video, if you have anything to add to this case, or if I'm just completely wrong about this, let me know in the comments of this video. If you've got any additional information about this case that maybe I didn't mention here, again, let everybody know in the comments below. But that's going to be the video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you love this video, maybe consider subscribing or clicking that join button below. It really helps out the channel. But I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely. I'll catch you in the next video, which will be the final video of 2020. See you guys later.
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 